Give them the old home viewing podcast. Home viewing podcast them. Come to our house and watch a film with us. We've got too many. So come thrill with us. Give them the old John and Bethany. Watching movies and all of those Blu-rays and those DVDs. So that's what I'm thinking we should replace our theme song with. Bethany's leaving. Bethany just got up. Oh no. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Squad. Home Viewing, a podcast where we watch all the movies in our library in semi-alphabetical order. This week we watched... Chicago. Chicago. No one really talked like that in that movie. No, the the one girl, the, the the blonde girl. Oh, I get Roxy. 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 Yes, um, Academy Award winning, Best Picture winner... Chicago. A lot of fun, this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Okay. Weird connection. So, you, didn't you say this was the same person who did um, Milan Rouge or whatever? No, I didn't say that. The movie thing? No, it's, no? Not, it's not Baz. Oh. What's your connection? I don't know, because don't they do the Roxanne song on Moulin Rouge? They do do the Roxanne song on Moulin Rouge. But Moulin Rouge is fun, but a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, Moulin Rouge is excellent. I don't know what you're talking about. And I think you're wrong if you think it was bad. Who um, did this one? This movie. This thing. was Rob Marshall, who is best known for Chicago, but he also um, directed the TV adaptation of Annie from the 90s. And he has won... TV adaptation? Well, yeah, there was a TV movie version. I, I, I've i seen that Wait, one, I think. it's a TV movie? Not yeah. just a regular movie? 1999, Annie. There's a TV movie. Oh. Uh, yeah. Are you thinking of the Shirley Temple is one? Is it like a 50s one? I think so. Because there's a Shirley Temple one, and there's, like, a not Shirley Temple one, but it's still old. Mm-hmm. There are a few. I mean, the 1999 Annie, produced by Walt Disney Television, Columbia TriStar Television. Yep. Here we go. Based on Annie by Charles Strauss and Martin Charnin, Thomas Meehan, and Little Orphan Annie by Harold Gray. Adapted from the 77 Broadway musical of the same name. Yep. From the wonderful world of Disney, starring Victor Garber as Daddy Warbucks. What? Alan Cumming and Audrey McDonald are in? You know what? Alan Cumming played Rooster, I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. Mm. He was so good as Rooster. You remember that? Uh, He's one of the best characters. God, I wanted to play Rooster in, like, an adaptation of Annie for so long. You're still not even old enough. (laughs) Excuse me. Listen, my my fantasy was that I would be in in a high school production of Annie and I would get to play Rooster. Okay? Is that so wrong? They would never be able to be a high school production of Annie, because then Annie would be the same age as everyone else. You get a short person for it. Or you collaborate with, like, a middle school or something. A short person? You're the worst. Listen. Boy, am I glad I never got Kristen Chenoweth as Lily St. Regis. That makes a lot of sense. What? That makes a lot of sense. Ugh. And Audra McDonald played the secretary to Daddy Warbucks. 
All right, well, oh my god, what? Sarah Highland, babe. Okay, well, we... From Modern Family? She was one of the orphans. I did not see this version. Yes, you did. You no, definitely... I did not. You saw the Alan Cumming as Rooster version, uh, though, didn't you? I don't you? think so. Oh, well, you need to How watch it. How many versions of the 80s are? There are a few. 52? There are a few. Okay, let's go back to the movie we're supposed to talk about. Listen, if we're going to talk about movies based on 1970s musical theater, we have to cover all of them. So Chicago, the... Uh... Wait, so this is Bridget Jones? You didn't realize that was oh. Renee Zellweger? Yeah. Well, I kept wondering who she is and why she looks so familiar. So because she's, actually, she's Bridget Jones. But she's actually British. I don't think she's actually British, is she? What? Renee Zellweger, I thought she was American. How would she, How would she be Bridget Jones? Oh, she's American. Why? Okay. Why do, we, why do like, we keep crossing the pond? Are a lot of lies me? being dispelled for you right now? Like, just different beliefs that you've held? Yeah. Okay, Chicago. B movie. What? What? What's a B? Oh my God, she wasn't B movie, wasn't she? I've never she? seen B movie, and I hope that never changes. <laughs> oh God. I'm just gonna send you the entire screenplay to B B movie, and you can read it and have oh, the same God, experience. No. But no, Rob Marshall, mostly a theater director. Actually, he that has makes sense. five different nominations for Tonys. Four for best choreography, one for best direction of a musical. He, he was in, he did Kiss of the Spider Woman, Damn Yankees, She Loves Me, and Cabaret. Cabaret makes a lot of sense for this one too, because of the plot, because of the device that they use to uh, justify the music, the, it being a musical, which I love. It's one of my favorite things that people do in movies sometimes, which is where they throw a proscenium theater up in the middle of it all. A who? Proscenium. Uh, say, say that some of our listeners don't know what that means. Okay. You, the listeners, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. A proscenium theater, it's what you think of when you think of, like, a Broadway play. It's a theater that has, like, the oh. arch in the middle and the curtain and everything. So a theater? I mean arch in the middle. Like... Okay, so, like, it's not, like... So, for example, you know the black box theater from... The, the square. No. The black box is... So, so there's... The all around theater? There's y- no. Well, there's theater in the round. There's amphitheaters oh that have, like, Lord. thrusts. So, like, the uh, the theater at Augusta State. You yeah. know how it has it has that section that comes up? That, like... The pit? Well, it has a pit, but it also is able to, like, raise up part of the pit, and it gives the three-quarters thrust to sort of simulate Extra an amphitheater feeling. Yeah. But the uh, section that's just the stage, that's just the stage... That would be considered a proscenium theater, and that's that's actually where the idea of the fourth so it's wall. So like a rounded. So a proscenium theater is a standard. Hold theater. on, I'll it's just a standard stage. You're not explaining it very well. Um. I'm sorry, everyone at home. It's okay. The proscenium arch is like what it's what people would consider. No, the, no, no, I was apologizing to them for you. The fourth wall. Oh, see, then we should have watched the artist. <sighs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's the metaphorical vertical plane of space in the theater, usually surrounded on the top and sides by a physical proscenium arch. Oh, so it's literally these arches. Yeah, it's the arch that's, like, above the the stage, yeah. But it's... How does that change anything? Well, it's a very specific kind of show that you expect to see there. Like, okay, most musicals are... You'd have to have the arch? Well, okay, but most musicals are consistent... Like, the arch is like an invisible boundary, essentially. 
But it's all the that, way like, the separates top. the show from the audience. No, 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 but it's up in the top. It's up at the top, but it represents a plane of space that separates the show from the but audience. That's just curtains before the top. But it's, it matters a lot, like I theater. Don't see how it matters. The point that I'm, but the point that I'm making is it's symbolic. It's rather than making this like an integrated musical where the characters like will just be singing in their daily lives or something like that. They um, it like places it specifically in a theatrical setting so it's almost like what we're seeing isn't necessarily what's going on in the space of the movie but the but the numbers themselves are kind of like reflected reflecting the characters mental states and like the emotional journeys that they're going through and of course they break this rule all the time in this movie because there are scenes like um i can't do it alone is what comes to mind because you know they're in the jail and you still see roxy sitting at the table the whole time while Velma is dancing on the stage, even though the stage is clearly not the jail. But <sighs> Chicago is good, y'all. Summary, I like to... I'm too dumb for this movie. You are not too dumb for this movie. You're just not used to theater. Like, I'm, I'm coming... Yeah, I gave that up a long time ago. I'm coming at you with theater terms, because that's just what I'm used to. What? I got so annoyed in late, late middle school by all the theater kids that I was like, I don't ever want to do musicals ever again. Babe, the director of this? Yeah. He's directing Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, man. He's I want to see Poppins. that. Yeah, we need to see Mary Poppins Returns. He's also being considered for the live-action Little Mermaid. Wow, isn't that neat? You see, at least Mary Poppins Returns isn't just a remake of Mary yeah, Poppins. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's a sequel. It's somewhat more original, you know? I hate all these remakes. It's a money grab. Mm. Sorry, not sorry, Disney. Oh, he also directed Memoirs of a Geisha. Ooh. That, that's a good one. Yeah. I wish we had that one. I mean, a lot of time until we get to the M's. Now that you know all, all about, like, um, like Asian cinema stuff. Yeah, like uh, Kurosawa and stuff like that. <laughs> all about. We know Wondering. I mean, Memoirs okay. of a Geisha not, not is a Western. It's a it's Western a, film. It's Well, I wonder if it plays into, like... I don't know. Oh no, a lot of. Well, you know how like spaghetti western kind of imitates like the yeah western cinema. But it would be interesting to see. Yeah, um, be interesting. Yeah, I mean that was another Academy Award winner. It it won a uh, cinematography, art art direction, and costume design. But Chicago. 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 Won. At the Academy Awards, it won Best Picture. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones won Best Supporting Actress. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, she's so she good. She must be like a mom now or something. Well, she is. She's married to Michael Douglas, of all people. Who? Old dude. I don't know. It won Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound, back when it was just one category. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it did a... It got a lot. <laughs> Ugh. But, um... No, it... It had a lot of nominations, too. Like, both Zeta-Jones and Queen Latifah were nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Whoa, Catherine Zeta-Jones is Welsh? Yeah. I'm so confused. Everyone is the opposite of what they're supposed to be. No, Catherine Zeta-Jones? What, did you think she was... I thought she was from Spain. (laughs) No, just because she played... Just because she played Spanish in Zorro. So she's not actually... No. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Her father is Welsh and her mother is of Irish Catholic descent. Oh, my God. Okay. What worked about this movie? Murder. 
Murder. You like the murder? Mm-hmm. It was real sad, though. What was sad about it? Because, like, these women were basically, like, thrust into jail for, like, things out of their... Con- I mean, they did kill people. They killed people. They they very much killed people. But it seems a little anti-feminist. Like, oh, they didn't have anything better to do, so they killed these people. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, it's based... And their husbands were like, well, you deserve it. Well, I mean, a lot of the people they pigs. killed were their husbands. And prob- the block probably, rightly so. I don't know. <laughs> For popping bubblegum? Well, yeah, see, okay, that's the problem. Is like, they give him these, like, thin layer, like, oh, haha, he ki- he popped his bubblegum, I killed him. Like, that's probably not what happened. Like, well, what I'm- if she was, like, domestically abused and, like... He deserved like it's. It seems like they all killed him for really dumb reasons. Like even Roxy. Roxy, I don't know about. She just killed him because he was like, "Oh, I'm done with you," and she was like, "No, don't leave. I was gonna be a star." And he's like, "Well, I promised five other girls that too." Like, but it doesn't seem. I don't know. That one seems like maybe enough, but some of the other ones didn't. I feel seem... like Ve- I feel like Velma's made a they, lot of sense. Yeah, they seem very surfacey and not. It kind of seemed like they were kind of mocking the women a little bit. I think. I mean, but that's the that's the point. They were they were mocking celebrity culture through that. They were like, "This is what they did. It was a split second moment oh, yeah, for of sure. decision, and now this is what they are." So I you guess know? technically you could be like watching the whole movie through the eyes of like the tabloid. Oh, absolutely, and that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, that's that's why the uh, I feel like the press conference scene is so effective. Uh, they both reached for the gun. Yeah, I'm oh. interesting how this works in like just the musical setting. How like, they would? How they not would? Not in a movie. Like, how do they do all these? All the all all, all the, the numbers press and stuff. And then, like, they showed some of the things. Like, I'm pretty sure, like that sliding jail thing is like something yeah. they actually use on like the set. Like, yeah, the the, uh, the the bars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be interested to go watch a revival of Chicago at some point. I think it's toured through Atlanta a few times. Probably. I, I know I, it's it's like always running on Broadway. Hmm. Like, guess we just need to go to Broadway. Obviously. Or you think they have it in Vegas? I don't know. Let <laughs> they me have see. Everything in Vegas. Chicago, Vegas. I want to go to Vegas so bad to do everything but gamble. All I'm getting is Chicago, Vegas flights. <laughs> what about the city of Chicago? They should have that running like every night in whatever their fancy theater is. <laughs> I feel like the uh, scene that kind of really exemplifies what they were going for. The there's a line where Roxy talks about how when she was da- how she was dating a bootlegger and she got caught in the newspapers. And she kind of gets swept up in that. Because the entire thing is that Roxy wants to be a star. And she, it like, the entire time. Which is why I think uh, the opening number is very effective. Because it establishes, like, the jazz club as a pl- as a place. Like, that's the only number that we see that for sure is actually happening within the, within the film. And that's because Velma is the one performing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, Roxy is at that show. I think that's really cool. Also, Dominic West was good as Fred Casely, and I wish we had seen more of him because I really love him and I love, I love his work. He's a good boy. I mean, he's a he's what in one of he our do? he's in one of our other movies that we have too. A Midsummer Night's Dream. He, oh, I have not. He seen plays that. Lysander. Um, he's in The Wire. He's he's done a lot of work. He's done a lot of work. What's like, the sketch where it's the pigeons? That's Empire, right? Not Wire. Or is it The Wire? What? Isn't it like a? There's a bunch of pigeons. It's like a Sesame Street thing or something. I don't. No. I don't remember, but it would probably be the wire. That would make sense. They're to like me. gangster pigeons. You know mm. what I'm talking about? I don't. What? He's playing Jean Valjean in the new Les Mis. Someone add us if you know what I'm talking about with the <laughs> pigeons. See the affair. Oh, you didn't say that this is the result of the poll. 
The, oh, yeah, it is the result of the poll. This is the first movie that we watched between Chicago and Elf because y'all voted to watch Chicago. Thanks, friends. Thank you. Next. Do you know what's going on with that today? With what? With Ari and Pete. It's wild. Are they... They didn't get married. They can't no, be going to a divorce court. No, I... No, but... But, like... Oh, my <laughs> God. So, no. Ariana made, like, a joke out of... Um, you know how Kanye's been going on these, like, tweet thing... No. This tweet storm about Drake lately? He was like, two grown men... Are, she was like, two grown men are fighting on the internet, but me and Miley are both dropping singles tonight, so maybe listen to that. That was yesterday. Yeah, but then Kanye was like, Ugh, you're using my mental health as a joke. And... Dear God. And Ari, of course, apologized and deleted the tweets because, you know, she's a good person. Pete posted something on Instagram that was like, thank you, Kanye, for standing up for people who use mental health as jokes. And then he posted something the saying that he was, like, not sure if he was going to live for much longer or something like that. Oh so, like, Ariana, God. of course, ran down to 30 Rock. I haven't heard anything about it for a while. But, yeah. So, Pete Davidson is in a bad place right now. It's so hard to not be like, oh, he's just using, like, he's emotionally manipulating her, it feels like. But but you don't he's know. He's, like, you actually, actually no, no, has he's a for border, sure. yeah. borderline personality disorder. Ugh. And now yes. people have been talking about Mac Miller in connection with it, too, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, because, you know, Mac Miller... He didn't commit suicide, he had an OD. Yeah, he... Yeah, but still. that could be a form of suicide. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, he's... Ugh. He is now accounted for, apparently. Accounted for. Yeah. Um. What? We we didn't need this tangent in our podcast. Listen, all all I'm saying is that it's we need to. I just don't know if people are up to date on what's Go going. Go start on. your own gossip podcast because this is coming out way past this. <laughs> it's coming out on Wednesday. People need to be up to date. Maybe I will start a gossip podcast. XOXO Gossip Queen. <laughs> These poor people listening to this are like, I just wanted to listen to a movie podcast. Listen, they knew what they were getting into. Okay, right, so what's, what else? what's your favorite number in the movie? It's mm, a lot. Yeah. I, I think I really liked Mama. You you, you liked When You're Good to yeah, Mama? Yeah. Oh. That one was. Yeah. Is it because of it's, Queen? Is it because Queen Latifah? It's arguably the most jazzy, too. Like, jazz clubby. Like, uh, not necessarily. I don't know. I liked it. I and mean, they all fit into the jazz club in different she ways. She's the only thick character. Everyone else is, like, emaciatedly thin. <laughs> like, yes, the 20s. Because, well, but also Broadway. Like, they won't mm. let anyone. That's another problem I have with this movie. What? Everyone is. Tiny. Yeah. But, I mean, that's normal. You see, last night you said Cell Block Tango. But, I mean, classically, Cell Block Tango, that's the only one I've seen ever, like, a video of. Or... Right. But, and it's, like, really complex and really neat, the way yeah. they do, like, the dancing and stuff. The and... choreography in that one is yeah. really good. Yeah, the they mapping do a lot of, out like, the murders is really neat. They do a lot of, like, really good, like, modern dance style mm-hmm. stuff, too, with, like, a lot of, like, rolling on and off of each other. Though, that also makes me think of the, um... <sighs> well, that's not really modern. That, like, a lot of the stuff you saw with, like... Like, cabaret numbers and stuff is, like... You saw the burlesque show. Yeah, I saw the like, It's very, show. like, typical of... Well, I mean, I feel... I, show. I feel like um, all the Velma and Mama stuff, like, all their choreography was burlesque as hell. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> you could argue that, like, the the one with the mannequin or whatever... Oh, uh, both like, recently That done. also seemed, like, kind of like a... 
burlesque kind of thing. It's very like Broadway. Well, yeah, but burlesque, but burlesque has been influ- was influenced by like cabaret right, style and vaudeville really, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That one was she did a great job with that one. God, Renee that Zellweger in that's that impressive. Oh, I she acting she acting just like the dummy mm-hmm. would act and like still being able to like infuse that like Roxy character like, into it. So fluid, like mm-hmm. it's such like a oh, it's wild. Richard Gere is really good in this, too. Who's that? Billy Flynn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I love I love the opening of All We Care About, All He Cares About is Love. <laughs> when he's, uh, when, when you think that Billy's gonna be the guy in the top hat, and then it reveals that he's the shoe shiner, and he's wearing the, the newsy cap and the vest and the, the shirt sleeves, and he's like, I don't care about expensive things! Just, uh, so good. And when they when they're rolling on the stage and he's riding on their backs, God, I love the choreography so much. Oh, it's so good. I feel like that's the most dancey music movie musical that's come out like in the past like twenty years or whatever. Yeah, I would agree. Most you, of them is most of them are like more of the character shows where they don't do like as much dancing. Yeah, like is there dancing in Les Mis? Mm-mm. No, not at all. You know, it's really kind of. I mean that. That falls more into like the opera se- section because it's. But even know, operas can have. Well, I guess they Phantom, have Phantom has a lot of dancing, but only. But a diff- it's a different kind of has, dancing. Has like the chorus dance, but not like yeah. everyone else. I feel like this in particular because it was such an homage to like jazz and the mm-hmm. jazz culture and stuff like that, and Broadway itself in a way. Oh, like it really had classic Broadway style choreography, like in the style of Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse, of course, like did the original choreo- direction and choreography on the first Broadway production. So, like... It's kind of wild yeah. that Broadway... Like, we lump everything into Broadway, but Broadway has so many different, like, dramas, like, within itself. Yeah, but, I mean, this is, like, a really... I mean, I, I don't want to say traditional, but it's, like, what you expect of, like, a show tunes musical, you know? It's just... It's, it's big and brassy. It's got mm-hmm. show-stopping numbers, things like that. It's... But I loved it. But another thing I really liked about, um... What was the mama one? What's it called? Uh, when you go to mama. When you go to mama, she had like the f- when the curtain dropped and she was doing like the fan thing behind it. Yeah, the it fan dance with the um shadow. Oh, that was really neat. Mm-hmm. How about all the fur in this movie? Though? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Early fashion corner. Let's 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 get the fashion corner out of the way because I know fashion, you, fashion. I know you've got stuff to say. Oh man, and those like sparkly like slips that everyone was wearing all the time <laughs> how can they see with sequins in their eyes oh and you really liked that one jacket that uh oh, the one jacket that billy wearing. wears oh my god with the overcoat with the fur line yeah. oh no the sequin one. Oh, the sequin yeah. jacket in razzle dazzle yes when he's when he's playing like the ringmaster mm-hmm. and they've got like all the vegas showgirls around him oh i love i i really love trial sequences like I just do, and like objection. <laughs> I really do love trial sequences, though. Like in most movies, like I wanted to be a litigator for a little while, and then I found out that lawyers are mostly terrible. Which is that's not true. Most of the ones I interacted with kind of were. Mm. I mean, you have to be in the right state of in the right like part of law or state of mind. I mean, you, yeah, you have to be in the right state of mind mostly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like this movie does a good job of showing how the legal system is corrupt, but 
I don't know. It was very like stylized. Yeah. But I like but I like trial sequences a lot. I love the idea of getting up and like counter arguing. Like this is why I like trial and error so much. It's why I like um <laughs> Well, I mean it's 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 funny. It's funny, oh, but it's God. good. That's why I really like to kill a mockingbird. The trial scene is so good. Like Atticus's like monologue. Ugh. Ugh. The closing statement, so good. I mean there are others too. I mean, a few good men. You can't handle the truth. Like that entire sequence, like Tom Cruise, like forever in my heart because of that movie. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that. One. You haven't seen a few good men. Mm-hmm. That's a Sorkin movie. He wrote the he wrote the play that it was that was then adapted into play. the movie. Sorkin writes plays all the time. Like that's where he got his start. Why do you think there's so many Broadway references in the West Wing? <laughs> no, like Sorkin Sorkin was a playwright first, essentially, and he's actually. Funnily enough, got an adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway right yeah, now. Yeah, and you have that there was a... Yeah, I really want to see that. I know I'm never going to see that. <laughs> but, like, maybe somehow it'll eventually filter down where people will be able to get the rights to that play. I doubt it, but they might make a movie adaptation. Because that's what they did with A Few Good Men. So already at a Kill a Mockingbird movie, John. Yeah, but this would be the Aaron Sorkin To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> Probably starring Jeff Daniels as Atticus Finch again. With a sweeping film, uh, with a sweeping uh, intro music. By W.G. Snuffy Walden. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've heard the West Wing soundtrack. He could do it to kill a mockingbird very easily. It'd be the same soundtrack. Just the same soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just reset it in DC. Oh, and uh, instead of having Jeff Daniels play Atticus Finch, we would just have an aged-up Atticus Finch played by... No, we'd have uh, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> oh, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> now that he's a dad. Okay, but what about Martin Sheen? He's getting... Too old for yeah. this. <laughs> be like, oh. Grandpa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why no. Why are you here? <laughs> I might say that to Bradley Whitford, too, actually. Hey. Bradley Whitford looks good. No. Yes. Sorry. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> what else worked? Is that what you're thinking? Like most of it. Like, <laughs> uh, c- cellophane, Mr. Cellophane. That, that was when I wasn't... I don't really like that song, but John C. Riley really made it... Like, he, he put all his little, like, eggs in that basket. Like, well, yeah, I mean, that is he the did a good Amos job. song. But, like, Amos is just, like, the eternal sap. I feel like that song... Worked really well. And it's just, I don't know, that's the eternal audition song for so many theater kids now. And they will show up with their bowler hat and their fingerless oh, gloves. <laughs> for that. There's so many songs in the world. And now we have Hamilton. Hamilton is right. anything else. People need to be able to sing. Oh, they could just sing Wait For It. That that should be the audition. Burn. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you Wait For It and Burn are the big audition songs now. Burn is one of those songs that I forget is like a Hamilton song. Like, if you hear it, like, by itself, you're like, this song's <laughs> wild. Ugh. I really like They Both Reach for the Gun. That's one of my my big faves. I love Razzle Dazzle. What? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Razzle Dazzle is probably... I've only been singing Razzle Dazzle every, like, few minutes for the past day. <laughs> that one's okay. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, also, I mean, I don't think there's a bad performance in this movie. 
Like, I think they're all very good. Mm-hmm. Do we want to move on to what didn't work? Well, I already did mine. What didn't work for you? I mean, specifically, like, the way they treated the women? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I think it's probably, you know, also, aside from murder being, like, a spectacle, like, the way they cover, like, trials and stuff. Yeah. Like, probably also just another commentary on how they treated women back then. I mean, I feel... Like, women are objects to be, like, moved around. They didn't really have, like, solid occupations yet because the war hadn't... The next war hadn't started, mm-hmm. like... But I feel like you could update this with just a few places and you could set it now. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, well, I mean, look, at, you just throw Nancy a Nancy Grace stand in there somewhere, you know? What? Nancy Grace on HLN, who always covers, like, the big criminal murder trials. Oh. Yeah. I mean, well, think about... Think about crime reporting in the age of cable news. Like, oh god, could you imagine? Like, you could reset it and call it like it. I mean, you could still set it in Chicago if you wanted to, but it wouldn't take that much updating to the script to adapt it to modern day. I don't mm-hmm. think. Like, stay away, f- stay away from jazz and liquor. Maybe you well, you can't have hang to- anyone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was what. Remember, we were sitting there. I was like, they could hang people back then. Yeah. You always forget that kind of thing. You're like, oh my god, that's... I mean, the last hanging... I, I know they were hanging people, I think, in Britain until, like, the 1970s. Oh. Yeah. See, then it's just, like, it's literally killing for show to put people in line. Instead of, oh, I don't think they should exist anymore. Well, that's always what the death penalty has been. Ooh. I mean, the idea is, like, it's punishment, but it's also supposed to be, like, a deterrent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. No. Because people don't think they're going to get the death penalty anymore. And if someone's that desperate, then maybe the death penalty doesn't matter so much. Like, hmm. I feel like... Something that didn't work for me sometimes is when they would have the numbers going on, but then have dialogue interspersed in them between it. Like, when they were cut... Sometimes when they cut back and forth between uh, between the stage and the action on the screen, like, the action outside of the stage, I don't know. Sometimes that needle was a little hard to thread for me. And, like, I love the stage on film as, as a device, but I feel like there are other movies since then that have definitely done it better. Mm-hmm. There's a few time jumps that didn't make sense, and I feel like they tried to use that sometimes yeah. to get, bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's kind of just how musicals are. You jump time a lot, and yeah, just, you have to absolutely. understand... Instead of trying to make up something... Which is why sometimes stuff that works very well on the stage doesn't necessarily work Mm -hmm. immensely well in movie form. And why a lot of musicals get, like, butchered in the transition. Like, I... I didn't love the film version of Rent when I first saw it, and I was just like, oh, Rent sucks. Oh, really? I mean, well, I wasn't like, I I wasn't like, Rent sucks, exactly, but like, I was just like... Had you seen a play version of it before the movie? No, I hadn't seen it. But then a couple years later, I like, went to it and just listened to the whole soundtrack all the way through. I was like, oh! Because Rent is kind of like Les Mis in that it is mostly sung, you Mm -hmm. know? Like... And I they thought the movie was good. The movie was fine, but I feel like if they had preserved the mostly sung aspect, it would have stuck with me a little bit more. But I think they were going for something a little bleaker, which didn't necessarily work for me. Hmm. Which is, this is interesting too. Tay Diggs, who plays Benny in Rent, and who was actually married to Adina Menzel until like 2014. Hold the phone? Yeah, he was the band leader in this. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I love the band leader too. 
He's so good. Like, because he, he adds that level of, like, mysticism mm-hmm. to the play. Like, really elevates it, I think. Because you see him participating in the action on off the stage, but then he's the MC on the stage, mm-hmm. too. And it's because he's, like interacts with Velma in her opening number and he's pe- he's playing the piano for Roxy when she's mm-hmm. when she's singing nowadays at the club and uh, I I like the final dance too like like the uh, the closing dance when they shoot up the uh the light board mm-hmm. I woke you up for mm-hmm. that <laughs> yep I remember that <laughs> well I like it too though because like you see Mama and Billy in the audience and stuff like that it almost plays like a fantasy sequence which I think is kind of what they were going for because they've divided the stage and like all the dance numbers and stuff from the play. Do you want to know like, what from movie? the actual action? Do you want to know what movie Ted Diggs has been in recently? Yeah, tell me. My Little Pony. The yes, movie? I know that. I you do know this? that. Yes, I looked that up last night. Oh god. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. What else didn't work for me? They needed more. There needed to be more Lucy Liu. Oh, you've got a lot of complaints here. What? It just feels like you can't just give Lucy Liu two minutes of screen time. You well, gotta give her more. I don't think there was more to that character. I know. What if instead of Renee Zellweger, it had been Lucy Liu? Could you imagine? Something tells me that she might not be as good of a of a dancer. singer, a singer or dancer. Yeah. I don't know. She does the action choreography in, um... Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill. She does that very well. She was in Across the Universe. Wait, that wasn't her, right? That wasn't Lucy Liu in Across the Universe. You're right, that wasn't her. Doesn't even look like Lucy Liu in Across the Universe. You sure? Yes, 100% sure. No, (laughs) they look nothing alike. (laughs) Does anyone know who anyone is? No, we don't know who anyone is. I mean... It's hard to find problems with a film that won Best Picture. I mean, you can find problems with a film that won Best Picture. But this is a good film that won Best Picture, I think. Uh, one problem that I did have is I did buy this DVD in a bargain bin. <laughs> which ended up meaning that I had a full screen version instead of a wide screen. And that's how I knew he got it in a bargain bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he was like can't believe it this is a full screen can we even watch this and i was like you got it from a bargain bin didn't you (laughs) well my experience with chicago i saw it in high school when i was sick and it was on cable Hmm. it was very good i loved it and i listened to the soundtrack like nonstop for a while after that my iconic high school sick movie was ferris bueller's day off of course it was it was everyone's everyone likes that one no, no, but I was sick in high school, and I was looking through the channels, and that's what was on. Oh, it was, was on like, the channel. I guess I'll watch this. That's cool. And then I watched Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> uh, which was on after it somehow. A, a movie I will never get, I don't think. <gasps> Are you kidding? Did you watch it? I've seen it. With Parts me? of it. Not with you, no. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> also, Winona, right? I just don't buy her as a blonde. It's so good. And I think if you watched it now, you would really get why it's so good. <laughs> would I? Yeah. I, I don't buy into Tim Burton's whole thing, though, is the problem. No, but this like, isn't I really love, like... I love well, Big Fish. I love I didn't Big Fish. like Nightmare Before Christmas when I saw it the first time. I haven't, still haven't watched it since. I was it's like, fine. I 
But I really did like Edward Scissorhands, and I don't really know. I mean, I like Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, that one. I like um, I just I like Big Fish. I want to see Big Eyes because it's Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams. But you see, I feel like I like. I don't know. I don't know if I. Tim Burton is hard to pin down, isn't he? Sleepy Hollow was really good. I haven't seen Sleepy Hollow. <gasps> I liked Tim Burton's Batman. Next, next Halloween, we should do that as an episode. Okay, I like Tim Burton's Batman. Like he did the first Batman movie with uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I've never seen that. James see the it. Giant Peach. Jack Nicholson was in. Was oh, played the Joker. Like it all it makes so sense good. now. Oh, he did nine. Tim Burton did nine. Oh my god, is that true? Maybe he was a producer on Nine. He might not have directed. Yeah, he's a producer. Yeah. Okay, so we've had a lot of tangents. We've had a lot of fun. <laughs> you ready to rate this one? Sure. Okay, What are, what's our scale? Jazz hands. No? They didn't really do many jazz hands. Uh, they did some jazz hands. Amos did the slow jazz hands in the fingerless gloves. Razzle dazzles. (laughs) I give it four out of five razzle dazzles. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, probably like 3.75 razzle dazzles. 3.75 out of five? Yeah. Okay. Um, what are we gonna watch next? We might we might see if we can uh expedite a Christmas episode. I know him. Yeah, we'll see what we can do about that. Um, no, we doing it. Okay, so we're doing it. Look out next week for... Elf. So keep an eye on your podcast feed for that. Um, we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network with a lot of great shows like Them's the Facts and Simultaneous Catch and No Dice. And there are more of them. Ghoul Tank. Ghoul Tank, yes. Space Smart. A lot of good shows over there. Check it out at pocketpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Home Viewing Pod. That's Home Viewing P O D. And maybe you will see more polls or something like that. Or you can interact with us or tell us a movie that we should buy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we're totally open to suggestions. Yeah. Um, until. Well, we could do a poll for like viewers' choice. Oh, yeah, I like that. Anyway, until then, I'm John. I'm Bethany. This has been Home Viewing. Later, y'all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.